This week's episode is brought to you by Prime My Body's Recept Oil, a nano-enhanced CBD and CBG oil. And when I say not all hemp oils are the same, I mean it. Recept is the Maserati of hemp oils with an absorption rate of 98%. So for you fighters who need to go from sympathetic fight or flight mode to parasympathetic, restore and rejuvenate mode, this is the oil for you. Unlike other brands, each, each batch comes with a certification of analysis and is THC free, so you won't have to worry about testing positive during one of those surprise urine tests. Check out the plant-based oil that is revolutionizing the health industry or order a bottle just by going to EvolveWMMA.com and look under hemp oil. Welcome to the Evolve WMMA, featuring the greatest up-and-coming female fighters on the planet. They are women who've gone against conventional thinking to pursue their dreams. These fighters inspire, empower, and unleash excellence within a new generation of female warriors as they rise and evolve into the best possible versions of themselves through the power of mixed martial arts. So my next guest is an amateur MMA fighter out of Chico, California. And I think she's ranked 63rd in the women's pound per pound um, in, on the West Coast. Uh, she had most of her fights at King of the Cage, boasting five wins and one loss. She will be making her pro debut at Invicta FC 35 in the strawweight division, where she will be facing another newcomer, Gina Gooden, who currently maintains an amateur record of 1-0. and Hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA. I'm your host, Shelly Devine, and I'd like to welcome Invicta FC newcomer and strawweight fighter, Valerie Wong. So welcome to the show, Valerie. How Thank does it feel? You're welcome. Good, I mean, excited. You must be excited. I mean, it's only, what, two weeks away and you have your big pro debut at Invicta, no less. Yeah, so that was something I obviously have always wanted to fight for Invicta. And so getting to do my pro debut is even more exciting. And so, yeah, about two, two weeks and a few days. So how's your fight camp going? Good. Um, my coach, we, I've been at the same gym uh, my whole fighting career, so it's standalone MMA. So my coaches and I pretty much have our fight camps dialed in. It's just about getting the specifics when we're in camp, all that muscle memory. So it's going good, yeah. That's great. Uh, now, I understand um, you signed with Vicka, Victa, Invicta last year, like in yeah. August. But your last fight that you've had was back in April of last year. So you've had yeah, a nice little... Yeah, it's been little... a while since I've been in the cage. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to get back in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I signed with them back in August. And I think they were uh, going to have uh, a card or some fights uh, later on in that year. But then they ended up going the tournament route. Mm -hmm. uh, and so now that they, we have a card and I'm on it, I'm just excited to get going. Oh, I can imagine. You must be thrilled. I mean, were you, um, when you took the call from uh, the matchmakers from, from Invicta, <laughs> were you like, 
is it really them? <laughs> yeah, so uh, when I first got signed, my, I walk into the gym and uh, my coach was like, hey, so uh, guess who I got an email from? And I was like, who? He said Invicta, and for the first like two minutes I was reading the email, I was like, you're lying to me. This, no, don't play with me like this. And it happened and I got signed and then we've just been waiting for a fight to happen. And as soon as I got the uh, confirmation that I had an opponent for this card, mm -hmm. it was just excitement and go time and ready to be in the cage, ready to go. Now, are you um, one of the first females out of your gym to, to fight on a major promotion or? Uh, yeah, I'm one of the first ones. Uh, right now I'm the only girl on the fight team. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe they have had uh, Melissa. She was uh, on the fight team before me, but we didn't get across paths at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'll be the first one to fight for a major promotion. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Do you get a chance to train with many women or is it just you and the guys? Um, just me and the guys for the most part. Uh, yeah, so there are a few girls that go to my gym and they do jujitsu and striking, but none of them are fighters. Mm -hmm. So it's just me and the guys for the most part. So that's, that, that's a big transition, I'm sure, for you. I know you're an athlete. I, I did listen to um, uh, another podcast that I think you did last year at some point and um, discovered, and you're not the only one. I can't remember who else was, but you played water polo. Yeah, I played I'm water polo and swam in high polo. school. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's kind of uh, how I got started into MMA is we moved towns when I was 16. And so mm -hmm. in high school, I played water polo and did swim team and never did any kind of martial arts. Mm -hmm. And when we moved, they didn't have water polo at the school I moved to. And mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, well, I need another activity to do. I just can't not do sports. Mm -hmm. And uh, my brother and my cousins when I was younger used to pin me and my other cousin against each other for their entertainment. So I was like, hey, maybe I should actually learn to do this stuff and it'd be fun. And I walked into standalone at 16, signed up for jujitsu, not knowing what, what jujitsu was, what I was signing up for and stuck around and eventually got on the fight team. Wow. That's, I, you were brave to do that, but you must have had somewhat of a, a, an edge to, to actually walk into a a martial arts gym and say, hey, sign me up. You must have had like, I mean, do you have brothers or is it? Yeah, brother? so I have an older brother and an older sister and uh, they are definitely feisty and they definitely tortured me a little bit when I was younger. So, you know, getting beat up wasn't that big of a deal. Does your family think you're nuts doing what you're doing? Uh, my dad loves it. My dad loves to say his daughter is a fighter and he always reposts all my fights and everything. Uh -huh. My mom supports me. She will always support me, but uh, <laughs> she goes to my fights, mm -hmm. but she doesn't actually watch. She covers her eyes and has <laughs> someone tell her what's happening. Yeah. And my brother and sister are like, ah, you know, you're my yeah. sister, whatever. Yeah, I could see that happening with the moms. I mean, my my son, um, he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu and competes regularly. So um, if I wasn't like videotaping him <laughs> at times, I would, I, I mean, I'm used to it now, but in the beginning, I probably would have been like, give me a pillow, put it over my face because I can't watch if anything major yeah. happens. Yeah, my and, first yeah. jiu-jitsu tournament, because uh, I play guard quite a bit, um, my mom like thought I was losing and then, you know, I won and I had to explain to her like, 
oh, this is how jujitsu goes. So now every time people watch me at tournaments or something and mm -hmm. I'm on the bottom, she's like, no, 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 she's winning. She's fine. She's okay. <laughs> so she feels all proud knowing like yeah. where the positions are. That's great. Oh gosh. That's great to have that support to have both your, both your parents and your family members to behind you, especially in this uh, unique uh, career kind of, and it's it, it typically, we, I was just talking to, oh gosh, who was I on um, with, uh, I think Brianna Van Buren, who's um, now the, the, uh, the straw weight champ. And, yeah, she uh, won she, the tournament. You know, it's a short lived, you know, career. And so you got to make the best of it and, and make the most of it. So, um, you know, you have, you're starting out with your pro pro debut on June 7th, you're looking to face, um, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name, is it Gina, Gina Gooden. And That's how I've been pronouncing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. And then um, she, it's her pro debut too, but you have actually more um, experience because you have like a five and, I think a five and one record and she has a one five, and Five, one and one, yep. Have, have you had a chance to watch any of her fights to see how you might match up with her or? Yeah, I've watched a few. Um, she's a little taller and longer than me. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, dealing with boys in my gym constantly, like being oversized or anything isn't too mm -hmm. big of a deal. And mm -hmm. uh, I've definitely grown as a fighter since the last time I've been in the cage. So I'm just excited to kind of go out there and show my skills. Cool. Cool. Um, can you give us a little bit of a background on exactly like kind of um, your, your, your MMA history? How, I mean, we know how you got in. You went to a gym because you couldn't, you couldn't play pole, water polo anymore, which sounds like, but I guess from, from, you know, you're trying to drown people. So in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're trying to like smother people. Or, or yeah. It's not too big a difference too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started out with jujitsu and, uh, I really was a no gear at first. I really liked no gi and then transitioned to gi jujitsu. And so I'm a purple belt in gi jujitsu now. Oh, and, um, then I slowly started getting into striking cause I was like, Hey, choking people's fun. Maybe punching people will be just as fun. And it was. <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, eventually, uh, the head coach, uh, at our gym, uh, we're very, we were a small gym when we first started out. We just moved to a new location. Mm -hmm. But uh, since we were small, it was really easy to notice people in the gym. Mm -hmm. And eventually they were like, hey, once you turn 18, would you like to be on the fight team? And I came to a fight team practice, died a little. And I was like, this is something I want to do. I want to get in the cage and start fighting people. Wow. Wow, that's that's exciting for sure. I yeah. know when I hit the bag the first time, I was super excited just by hitting the bag. Never mind, yeah. you know, being on the fight team or doing anything like that. Um, so, uh, where does your where would you say like from your family members or from I don't know? Is it just something innately in you? Where do you think your aggressiveness comes into play? Like, how do where do you think that comes from? Um, so I guess as a kid, I've always been kind of like outgoing and very, I guess, aggressive. You can say, I mean, you know, water polo was an aggressive sport, so yeah. it was an easy transition. But, uh, my mom's a very strong woman. Like I've come from a family that's like, you know, do what you want to do. Don't let anything stop you. 
And uh, starting out young uh, in the gym, I was still growing as a person. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of helped me not really learn aggressiveness, but learn how to be confident in myself Mm -hmm. and be sure of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I think partially starting out young is where it came from. Did you come up against anything that kind of um, would you know, bring that out and diminish it, you know, like where you felt timid or anything like that, like any interactions, like say in school, you know, like were you bullied? Were you, um, did you have any run-ins with girls or boys or especially now where's Chico, California? Is that North or South? North. So it's about an hour and a half away from SAC. Okay. I'm just thinking if you were in like the middle of, you know, like, did you run into any like, you know, mean girls or anything like that? Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, growing up, I was a, I wouldn't say I was a cute kid. I wasn't a cute girl growing up. Uh, definitely blossomed as I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, just girls are kind of mean when they're younger in general. So yeah. there's always that kind of backlash and kind of girl fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I was t- a tomboy growing up, so I hung around mm-hmm. a lot of boys growing up, mm-hmm. and I don't think that sits well with other girls either. Yeah, um, they're all so your friends, and they want to date them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like, I was, I was awkward. Trust me, they're not into dating me. But yeah, yeah and so uh, there's always a little bit of that, I feel like, for all girls growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was never an instance where I really like had to get in a girl fight or anything like that. Thank goodness. Um, I had enough of that with my sister. Oh, yeah. I had sibling rival- rivalry with my sister, too. We got into some few scuffles and stuff like that, but we, we were very close, but it was a lot yeah. of fun. I, and wrestling, too, with, like, like you know, the, well, girls and the boys and, and stuff when we were younger. But um, nothing, nothing um, uh, you know, sport-related, like at school. It was always oh, at yeah, home. Oh, it was a roughhousing. That's what we call it. You know, I've been in seven fights and one of the most traumatizing things was I remember I did something to my sister and she was chasing me and she, I was flat, uh, belly down on the carpet. And so she sat on top of me and gave me rug burn on my face. Ah, and yeah, so that's rug still, burn. Like remember yeah. doing that? Oh my still God. One of the most traumatizing things after seven fights, she oh. traumatized me the most. Oh no. That's yeah. So funny. It's amazing how your siblings can do that, right? The only ones. The only ones. They, they, they know what's going to get you. you. They know what's going to get you. That's why they're like, I know her little, like, I know what's going to aggravate her or <laughs> something, yeah. right? So can you share with me a personal habit or a daily routine that has contributed to your success in, 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 uh, you know, your last five fights? Yeah. Um, so I guess a daily routine that I do is when I wake up in the morning, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm like, well, let's get something done today. You know, I'm going to get today done. I'm going to get through it. So it's kind of just like a reassurance in the morning that it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. It only matters what work I'm going to put in today. And so I got to get up and put in that work. And so I feel like a lot of the fighting game is mental. You know, anyone can realistically learn to throw punches, to grapple, but it's really the mental game of being able to say, hey, you might get punched in the face today, but that's all right. You know, try and punch them back. Or maybe your goal today is not get punched in the face. And so, uh, yeah, so I just try and every morning say, get up and get it done. Cool. Now, do you, do you um, listen to, what type of music do you listen to? Um, 
more hip hop and stuff. Uh, if I, especially if I'm going to be training, it's a lot of uh, like Macklemore, J. Cole kind of things. A little bit of like motivational, but like a little, little hardcore, I guess. Does that help get you in the right state of mind? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll always, uh, especially when I'm in camps, I'll try and listen to my walkout song right before practice to kind of get me in that mental mindset of, okay, you hear that song, you're ready to go, this is what you're doing. Do you ever, like, I mean, as as you're prepping for, you know, your, your pro debut, do you have, like, any movies that you watch or anything that, like, gets you going? Like, I got Yeah, I definitely have comfort movies. Uh one of the more aggressive ones I watch is 300. Yes. And so that one's always a good one to watch. When he kicks the guy and he goes down. The- oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then another movie that I goofily is a comfort movie for me because I used to watch old movies with my dad all the time mm-hmm. is uh, the old school Batman and Robin where Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, Mr. Freeze. Yes. And that one's one of my favorite. And I love Poison Ivy in that movie. And so it's kind of like a yeah. a fun comfort movie. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great one, too. I like those. Although some of those old movies are really the best. I'm telling you, they were so, like, goofy to get you going. Like, so cheesy, you know? yeah. Yeah, they're wicked cheesy, but they get you going. I don't know. I, I feel the same way. So um, could you share or tell a story? Um along your journey in martial arts when you experienced maybe an aha moment of realization where you kind of like really got something and it was like wow um yeah so i guess i guess i have these like every day every day is like an aha moment every day something clicks for me Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if i really have a big one Mm -hmm. i do know one of uh my favorite or one of those like aha moments for me was uh, I got called out for one of my fights. Uh, a girl actually, like, requested to fight me, and I was like, oh, that's, like, that's kind of scary. That's kind of interesting on why she would pick to fight me or request it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after the fight and everything, uh, I won. So That's great. And so it was kind of one of those moments of, like, oh, well, people are going to think they're going to be able to beat you and, like, whether it depends on what gym they come from, they think they're going to be able to beat you or mm-hmm. just because they think they're the better fighter or they think they see some kind of weakness in you, you know, mm-hmm. you're constantly growing. And if you put in the work for that fight, no matter what, you should be able to display something good. So it's one of those modes where just put in the work. It doesn't matter what people are going to think of you or, mm-hmm. you know, what leading up to the fight is going to be. As long as you put in the work, you should be good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I know. The work is, I hear a lot of fighters talk about the work and the grind, you know, getting in there, do, getting it done. I know, like, um, from some of my coaches um, in the past, you would have some fighters that would be really successful, and those are the ones that actually would do the class like training, like the, you know, say a specific Muay Thai class and they would mm-hmm. go to those, they go to the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class. They would go to the wrestling class. They just didn't go to fight team. And then you'd have some of these fighters that would just go to fight team and that's yeah. all they would do. And, and they would, they wouldn't progress. I mean, fight team's great. You know, you get a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, you know, um, training in there, but it, and you're training against, you know, you know, 
other fighters, so they're they're elite uh, compared to maybe the rest of the gym, um, members who are just maybe there for, you know, I just want to do a little kickboxing class or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe learn sure. something that's a little more skillful than like a cardio kickboxing. But, um, but I know like trainers, uh, really say, oh, you got to go do the, that, that kind of work. So that's really cool that you, you know, you discovered that too, you know? Um, so can you share um, a story or a time on your journey when you experienced failure and what you learned from it? Yeah, so uh, my one loss uh, was a decision loss. And so one thing I learned is try not to leave it in the hands of the judges. Mm. Um, but uh, what else I learned from that fight? That was my first fight that I believe went completely standing. And it went to all three rounds and it was against a boxer. And uh, I was more of a jujitsuer at the time, for sure. And uh, but at the end of it, you know, uh, I watched the video of our hands being raised, and she got her hand raised, and I didn't. But I was still smiling. And at the end of the fight, I was still pretty happy, even though I'd lost, because I was so proud of myself for striking and staying in there the whole time and holding my own against a striker. Yeah, I and that. I even threw a head kick. And so it was those five, one of those moments where I was like, I may be in an uncomfortable position, but mm -hmm. to trust my training, trust the skills that I had learned. Mm -hmm. And so I was just proud of my performance, even though I had lost. And yeah, so it was one of those times where I learned like, don't worry about what's going on. Trust your training. You know, when mm -hmm. you get into the cage, it's all muscle memory. At that point, there's nothing you're really going to be able to change or think about or oh, that move that I learned three months ago once would have worked really well here. No, it's <laughs> the five years of learning to throw a jab, that is what came in handy there. Yeah, that's, that is, that's, that's great that you kind of went in and you still enjoyed it and you didn't go away from it um, feeling like, oh, no, you know, I, whatever, you know. I, I mean, just to get in the cage, it's a mental game just to begin with to, to do that. But then, you know, if, if you feel like you didn't perform well, um, that's another mental obstacle to get over. Yeah, that. for sure. I never want to feel like I didn't do my best. When I'm in the cage, that's when I want to show everything that I've been working so hard for. That's awesome. And just to enjoy it and have fun because, I mean, it's a fight. It's going to kind of suck a little bit, but you got to enjoy the ride. Yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds like you have a really good attitude. I think um, uh, the most of the fighters that I, I've come across, they're like um, the hardest part typically is the training before, the, at least at the gym that I, I've trained at. I, I know like the fighters when they go into, I mean, it's not to say that their match or whatever their, you know, their competitor when they're in the cage and they have their, their fight isn't tough but they do so much preparation prior to that they want to make it easy to get in the cage, you know, almost like, so you can enjoy it. You can enjoy being there because that's what all the hard work was prior to. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's that I don't want to be there and not enjoy the moment, especially with Invicta being my, this is going to be Invicta and my pro debut. I don't want to have to stress about if I trained enough or if I trained hard enough, I want to be mm -hmm. in the moment and enjoy it. Yeah. So how long have you been involved in the martial arts overall? Um, so since I started at 16, I'm 22 now. So it's been about five, six years. Wow. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Still a baby. Yeah. 
Yeah. Still young in the fighting game. Yeah. And, and obviously you've been very consistent over the course of those five years to, to accomplish being asked or called up, you know, by Invicta to, to come in and, and, uh, you know, have your pro debut. That's a great place to have your pro debut. I'm like, I'm always thrilled when, when I hear a fighter's this happening for them because it's really it sets you above you know that they found you for one and that it's yeah. above, you know because I mean there are w w there are a lot more uh, females out there that are fighting and um, you know that are that are amateurs that are working really hard and they're competing at local at their local um, promotions and stuff so um, to be kind of ranked and 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 having and taking the tough fights to get ranked and, yeah. and to have a promotion like Invicta look at you because you never know. I mean, look at Brianna Van Buren. I mean, she's, she did have, she had a couple fights this, this, this past year or whatever. And now she's the champ, you know, yeah. like, she's the champ. And, and I was like, wow, did that happen fast? You know, oh, yeah. like, I would have never thought my pro debut would have been with Invicta. I mean, I'm very yeah. lucky and thankful that it's happening this soon for me. And I mean, thankfully, they obviously think I'm putting in good work and I'm an exciting fighter. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't have thought it would have happened this quickly. And so I'm really excited and pumped. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be on UFC Fight Pass. And I mean, that pretty much, I mean, people are getting that all over the place, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and Invicta is yeah. definitely, I don't think it gets enough credit for how great of a promotion it is when yeah. all the great women that are on that are in that promotion and fighting for them it's full of skilled women so I feel very lucky to be considered on that roster yeah yeah it's really cool it's very very cool so who would you say has played a meaningful role in your life's journey and influenced you in a positive way so definitely, I mean, having my parents' support, um, they've obviously supported me and influenced me well. Uh, obviously, my trainers and my coaches, my head coach, Jason Peets, puts in a lot of work, gets beat up a lot by me uh, to put me in my camps and make sure I'm ready. Uh, my jujitsu coach, Brandon, he's there definitely for me mentally. Mm -hmm. He uh, is always like, hey, how you doing? You know, how's camp going? How you feeling? And that helps a lot. He's taught me a lot jujitsu wise and fight wise. Mm -hmm. um, and then my one of my teammates, who's also my boyfriend, Ryan. And so they all just get beat up by me to help put me through my camps and uh, make sure I'm doing good. And it helps a lot that they treat me like a fighter and not like a girl fighter. Mm -hmm. And that's helped a lot in my camps. Um, and yeah, and they're just great people. And since I'm around them all the time, and I came in into the gym at a very impressionable age at 16. And they've helped me grow into a, a strong, confident person. That's awesome. So what, what is, has been your greatest challenge when dealing with fear? And, and how do you overcome that? I mean, fear of getting in the cage or fear of, you know, spiders. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, how do you deal with fear? Uh, yeah. So there's always going to be, I guess, a little bit of fear in the sense of you're going to get into a fight. You know, you never know what could happen. But then in my head, I always tell myself, hey, like, really nothing bad is going to happen. You know, it's not a street fight where anything could happen. It's a fight that you've trained and prepped for 
Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be a little bit of that fear of, man, what's going to happen? Am I going to do this right? Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to come at me with everything I got or everything she's got. But I'm also going to do the same. I'm also going out there with everything I've got. I've trained hard for this. And just learning to channel it into something positive that I can use. Same thing with that adrenaline. You can't let it overtake you. You have to learn to channel it into something that's going to help drive you. And so just learning to breathe through it and mentally be able to say, hey, you're ready for this. You might have a little bit of butterflies in your stomach. I always get that. I need to pee right before I'm getting in the cage moment. But Mm -hmm. you're fine. You're good. Breathe through it. Keep pushing yourself. And then you're going to just get into your zone. Nice. How do you maintain balance between, you know, working hard at, in the gym and then recovering? How do you keep that balance in, in, you know, so you look, I mean, you look really healthy, you look happy. How do you, how do you maintain, and, and, and that's, that's a, you know, those qualities where you're bright and you're smiling and you look happy with what you're doing, um, you know, shows through that you're a successful person. So it's part of that too. So how do you maintain that balance? Thank you. Um, Yeah, I am not great at recovery. I'm the type of person who will roll the extra five minutes after class instead of rolling out for five minutes. But uh, as I've gotten a little older, you still can because you're young. You're you're a young girl. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's what everyone says is enjoy it while you can bounce back. But uh, I'm slowly learning that recovery is that important part. Uh, Luckily, I have uh, some great people around me. John Fragoza, the chiropractor, he's always like, let me know if you need to get adjusted. Uh, Massage by Candy, they take care of us uh, fighters because we're close-knit with their company. And then just at the end of practice every day, I'm like, hey, you put in some work today. Give your body some love so that it'll love you back and do what you need to do. And so I try and stretch out for those five minutes and stuff. And that's something I really learned is if you're driving your body into the ground and leaving it there, it's not going to do what you want. So it's almost a waste. And so make sure you're giving your body some love. It'll love you back. It'll do what you need it to do. If you give it that stretch, if you give it that five minutes of taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Wow. So could you share a story where you might've felt inadequate or you were told no, either, or you were told no, because you were a female and how, how did you handle that? So, uh, thankfully growing up, I've, uh, never really been told no, because I'm a girl. I haven't experienced, uh, being left out or not a part of anything because I'm a girl. Um, but definitely being in a in an MMA gym and, uh, being one of the higher ranked girls, um, I'm the only purple belt girl at our gym. Mm -hmm. It's definitely, I can feel when new people come in when people haven't met me before, you know, new people on the fight team mm-hmm. uh, don't know, you know, who I am or, the, you know, my skill level. I definitely have that moment where I can feel they're like, oh, I'm paired up with the girl or, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I don't know if she can mm-hmm. teach me anything. And mm-hmm. uh, so definitely in the gym, I have to set my dominance and or show at least that I deserve to be respected in the sense of you know how do you usually handle that how do you usually handle that because I know I know when I get with somebody I'm like okay here we go (laughs) 
Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I just try not to get into my head. I try mm-hmm. not to put that pressure on myself of like, mm-hmm. I have to submit them or I have to beat them up. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I was just like, hey, go out there and do what you do. Show them you know the skills. And if mm-hmm. they don't want to learn from you, they don't want to appreciate that you're a good fighter, you're a good skilled jujitsu artist or striker, you know, it's their loss. I'm just going to end up beating them up later. And so, yeah, so I, but I also carry myself in the sense of like, we're in the gym. It doesn't matter if I'm a girl, if you're a boy, if you're a 200 pound dude, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call you out. We're going to go battle our hardest. And at the end of the day, we're going to touch hands because we're equals on the map. Nice. So, um, you know, when you, when you run up against that and, and you go to introduce yourself, you know, do you introduce yourself to your, you know, new people in the gym? Say, hi, I'm Valerie, the violator. Wong. <laughs> uh, well, typically the other boys in the gym do that for me. I'm, uh, uh, whenever new people come in, I'm actually one of the meaner ones on our team. I'm one of the more aggressive people in the gym. And so uh, it's well known that uh, you have to watch out for me because I'll either beat you up on the mats or if you're bigger than me and I can't actually beat you up I'll poke fun at you and I'll say something you know uh but yeah the nickname definitely makes them raise their eyebrows a little bit so yeah I'm like so how how pray tell did you get the name the nickname the violator um so it was definitely given to me not by my choice (laughs) uh it was one of my first weeks on the fight team And I think no one had a fight coming up. And so we were just goofing around playing with leg locks. And one of the defenses to getting out of um, leg locks is you push your foot against their butt. Mm. Well, my coach was telling me if you really can't get out, put your foot in in an uncomfortable spot between their butt cheeks. And so me, you know, just learning, I did it a little aggressively to one of the guys who was leg locking me and they got him was like, I feel so violated. And bam, became Valerie the violator and couldn't get rid of it. That's, that's awesome. That's a great story because I can see, I mean, anybody that does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or anything, you know, fight wise, or even massage therapists, yeah. if you do Thai massage, sometimes you might, your foot might slip off. Cause I know for me, I'm like, Oh my God, there's like a few things that you do to get up in the glute area. And uh, yeah. I was like, man, so close to, Hmm. Yeah. Junk. And so it's funny. <laughs> so, you know, people hear the violator and me, I walk in all happy and smiling and like, hi, that's me. Yeah, so they're not prepared for it. They're like, what does she do? Yeah, it makes them question a little bit how I got it. So that's yeah. how I got it. Nothing too bad. Just putting foots in between people's butts. Oh my goodness, that's too cute. That's that's a, that's a good one. That that one's a good one. I like that. Valerie the Violator. It rolls off the tongue a little. It does. Would you do your parents know? They've heard my name be announced for sure. They don't question it. (laughs) She's doing her own thing. We're just, if she wins, we're happy, you know. Don't need to know anymore. No more details. So who would you say is your favorite female MMA fighter and why? Gosh, it's so hard to pick a favorite. There's so many great women out there and there's so many different skills that all of them have. I mean, 
you know, just between that recent uh, UFC strawweight uh, title fight, you know, you have Rose, who's just this amazing striker. She just showed off so many skills. But then you'll get someone like Andrade, who's just a bull and just goes forward and is so strong. So it's really hard to pick a favorite because yeah. everyone has so much different skills and everything that they're showcasing. So, but when you first started getting into, you know, MMA, were there any um, fighters, you know, when you were first starting out as a young um, practitioner in MMA that might have stood out for you that you were like, wow, I want to be like her? Yeah. Um, so obviously like Cyborg was one of the best known out there. And so I just, I always wanted to be known and be tough like Cyborg and, mm -hmm. uh, go for it. Like she did. Cause, uh, she used to take fights just to take them because, you know, she wouldn't be able to get fights. And so that was always really like admirable. She always wanted to get in the cage. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember watching Joanna Jerzycki before she got into the UFC. I, remember mm -hmm. watching some of her videos and stuff and I'm like, wow, this girl is an amazing striker. Like yeah. she's so fast. She's so fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those were two that I definitely watched before. And then, uh, once I started getting a little more into fighting, obviously I watched the Invicta cards and then the Invicta girls and, uh, didn't like study too hard. But I was like, Oh wow, these girls are like really cool. And then, you know, you start seeing uh, Rose get into the UFC and you start all of them, see all of them start to move into the UFC and like, oh, that's awesome. Like they're getting the credit they deserve after being in the game for years and years. Finally, like women's MMA is getting its spotlight. So yeah, I watched a few uh, women fighters as I started to come up, but I feel like now is really the prime time for women's MMA to be in the spotlight. That's awesome. Um, so what female fighter do you love to hate and why? Oh, gosh. Love <laughs> to hate. I mean, you know, there's Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda's always a fun one to yeah. just kind of like want to be against. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really hate any female fighters because it's hard to know if that's really what they're like, you know, because I yeah. know people who have like actually been friends with Rhonda and they say mm -hmm. she's totally opposite from what her fight personality is like. So it's really hard to say that I hate any of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're fighting answer. and you're putting in that work, props to you. Right. That's a great answer. I mean, like I, I throw that one in there just as a little trick to see what people say. <laughs> and yeah. you're the first one that got it and you answered very well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Another question, um, what does it mean to you to be a female in this day and age and have the opportunities that you have as, as um, you know, being uh, kind of on a, you know, a flat, uh, a platform where you're seen and how do you see being a female has evolved in our culture, in sports over the course of, of your life? It's a tough question, but... No, yeah. I mean, I feel very lucky to be able to be a, a role model, I guess, for especially like the young girls in our gym. A lot of the dads um, that do the adult classes with me uh, say, oh, I want my daughter to be like you. I can't wait till she can start being in the classes and be like you. And I think it's awesome to mm -hmm. 
slowly start seeing young girls, especially uh, looking up to female fighters and female athletes, because those are the type of people you want your kids to look up to. You want young females to look up to because they're strong. You know, they go through these tough situations. They're competitive. And so I feel like it's just really awesome to be a female athlete and have these little girls come up to me and be like, mm-hmm. oh, Valerie, like, oh, you're so cool and stuff. And I'm like, oh, stop. Like, you're going to be cool. Like, I think you're cool for doing jujitsu at five years old or at eight years old because I would never imagine doing that at 10 years old. You know, I was picking flowers and skipping yeah. around. And so the fact that I see them mm-hmm. getting into gyms and stuff is awesome. And so I really just want to be a good role model, I guess, and just mm-hmm. show that you can be strong, but, you know, still kind of giggly and happy. I'm a giggly, happy person. In the gym, I'm very aggressive and serious, but outside of the gym, you know, I'm a girl and I'm goofy and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's just fun to kind of be put up on that little pedestal, I guess, of like, oh, you're cool, you're badass, you're Mm -hmm. a fighter. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I go play around with the girls and we do each other's hair and we Mm -hmm. talk about the young boys, like, ugh, boys are stinky. And so it's just (laughs) kind of fun. That sounds awesome. Are there any um, words of wisdom that you would give to, you know, young, young girls coming up that might be listening or watching you as a fighter and they might be, you know, in some other sport, but they might like watching or they might be in MMA. They might be in, um, you know, they might be practicing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or, you know, Muay Thai kickboxing or wrestling or anything like that. And, and they might have their sights on, wow, I could compete. Is there any, um, you know, you started young, what, you know, what your, your 10-year self would say to your younger self, advice? In words. Oh, man, 10-year self. Uh, I would definitely say, you know, don't worry about where you are right now. You know, 10 years ago, I was like a little bit of a chubber, awkward looking kid, you know, mm-hmm. you're still growing. I'm still growing at 22. You know, you're not mm-hmm. figured out who you are yet. You're growing mm-hmm. as a person, you're growing physically. So just focus on being the best you at the moment and just pushing yourself. You know, there's going to be setbacks for girls. There's always going to be setbacks walking into a gym full of boys or walking onto a team uh, is always going to be scary, but just keep on moving forward. And, you know, don't think of yourself as a woman athlete. You're an athlete. So just treat yourself and respect yourself as an athlete. Ah, I like that one. I'm going to quote you on that one. I'm going to put a (laughs) quote someplace for that. I like that. I definitely think it's about knowing your worth as a person, whether you're a guy or a girl, older or younger. It's just about knowing your own worth and being able to value yourself for it. Mm, Awesome. So um, any shout outs maybe to your opponent (laughs) coming up in two weeks? Um, Let's make it a good fight. Let's show off our pro debuts. Mm -hmm. I'm not much of a uh basher (laughs) you know we're both working hard to get in the cage and we both just want to show off our skills so just get in there and let's do what we do awesome and um can you remind um our listeners where they can they they might find you like say on facebook or something like that or yeah so my facebook is just valerie wong my name and then my instagram is at 
doing it long. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I get a lot of uh, puns based off my last name. So I always like to go along with it. Very good. Wow. So um, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show and I and wish you well. Your fight is scheduled uh, for June 7th at Invicta FC. It will be available on Fight Pass. And, and is there anything else that you want to add to that? Um, just a huge shout out and thanks to all my coaches at Standalone, you know, all the members and teammates there that have like given me support, that are excited for me. Uh, shout out to my fighter friend, Brianna Fasori. She's been like a fight mom to me and has guided me through everything. Uh, my sponsor, Receptra CBD, they're awesome, keeping me healthy through my fight camp. And uh, thank you for having me on here. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm so I'm so glad we got a chance to, to meet you and get to know you a little bit, answering some questions and stuff, so our listeners can get to know you and they'll have a little a little bit more um, invested in you now that they know you as they watch you fight and make your pro debut at Invicta FC. Yep, first fight on the card, so hopefully we'll set a good tone for it. Awesome. So thanks so much for coming on to the show, Valerie. I'll, 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 I'm wishing you the best uh, in a healthy fight camp, too, the rest of the remaining of your fight camp. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you in the cage. Thank you so much. Hopefully next time we talk, you know, I'll have a few Invicta wins under my belt. That'll be awesome. I'll definitely have you back on the show. You're a great talker. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank Valerie Wong for coming on to the show. Um, watch out for her on June 7th at Invicta FC 35, where she will be making her pro debut. Uh, she'll be facing Gina Goodwin, who is also making her pro debut. They'll probably be the first fight of the night. So check that out. Again, it's June 7th. You can find it at, and you can find it at UFC Fight Pass. So if you like what you've heard and are eager to hear more, never miss an episode from Evolve WMMA with me, Shelley Devine, by remembering to subscribe or download on iTunes. Or, you know, you can listen while doing other things. And you can find us at Podomatic, Shout Engine, and Spotify at Evolve Women's MMA. Or if you prefer to watch, you can find a new episode on YouTube at Women's MMA. So thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review because it helps people find the show. And when you leave your review, um, mention Valerie Wong and how she inspired or motivated you. Again, thank you. Or the other thing too, you can simply follow us um, at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. Thanks so much. This is Shelley Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.